Welcome, everybody, to episode 27 of Late Arrivals, presented to you and brought to you by Inside the Rink. Got the whole gang tonight, and I think uh, Lou summed it up best when he's the one that's talking shit about the Ducks and down on this team. You know <laughs> we are in in bad shape. <laughs> We're in trouble. Yep. We're in, we are uh, sad. We're in the doldrums of a tanking season and it's normal it happens but this is a little worse than we thought but yeah it's kind of uh <laughs> it becomes kind of redundant every week when well for us at least when we hop on the podcast when nothing is really changing in terms of the ducks play in terms of what's going on in terms of changes being made or lack thereof lack thereof <laughs> changes um so yeah Gonna be a little bit different structure of an episode this week. Just kind of, just kind of mix it up. Gonna be a little bit more listener question focused at the end. We'll, we'll still all touch on on all our uh, all our normal ducks, uh, ducks and NHL news, but that'll probably be a little bit brief because we got we got some pretty we got some pretty good and pretty funny questions to kind of yeah to kind of lighten life. the mood. So yeah, we have life to live. Yeah, so. old drum, <laughs> and and just kind of you know. We're in the middle of a tanking season, you know, just kind of, it kind of helps people kind of get through, get through it. The old drum. So, well, the just picture us all holding each other right now. We're all holding each other. <laughs> <laughs> so we can only talk about Connor Bedard so much, but right yeah. now, I mean, he's going to, because oh. What is he going to do to the U.S.? Fucking, he's doing incredible shit. Anyway, but it will... what is what is he going to do to the U.S. tomorrow? I'm terrified. Oh, God, I don't want to know. We're going to get shown our fifty states, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, and the territories. But the Lap way he's after going. dark or what? Yeah, <laughs> okay, well, we cool. were we were talking about balls before we went live. So yeah, yeah sure were. True. Well, since last episode, we had a win and two losses, and the two losses kind of make the win feel meaningless. I mean, it is I've, kind of meaningless with how bad is. we are, but, you know, yeah. I mean, it's nice uh, that we somehow beat the Knights. Um, yeah, that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> that happened finally. That doesn't happen very often, so those are little celebrations. We're not going to go yeah. out Nashville and have a banner, but it's pretty close. I think it's close. Shout out Vegas for giving us a token win. Yeah, shout out <laughs> to them for being yeah, I'm so not, nice. I'm not sure if I had a win against Vegas on my bingo card, but hey, you know, I'm sure somebody did. So congrats to them. <laughs> and notably from that game, I kind of feel like the Zegers shootout attempt kind of Ooh. overshadows everything else that happened in the game. I, I did find it funny that the clip of Zegaris was posted everywhere and then like 40 minutes after everything had settled they finally posted terry's attempt that technically won the shootout yeah <laughs> um but you now we've talked about it at nauseum like the kids a highlight factory it i understand why it happens but i did find that very funny because i was like I, I i wasn't watching so i 
didn't see Terry score, and I was like, I want to see how the <laughs> fucking game ended. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and kind of, kind of, kind of escaped with a win there. I would say. I mean, I mean, we we're we're not really playing sound hockey the entire time. You know, John Gibson bailing bailing us out. I think I don't remember the exact number. What was it? He made like forty six saves or something. Um, it I was forty nine. Yeah, forty nine. Wow. Yeah. So almost mm-hmm. one away from fifty saves for John Gibson. You know, definitely, definitely bailing us out. That was uh, his first game back, right? Yeah. yeah. Welcome back, Gibby. Let's save 49 <laughs> shots. Welcome back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's pretty disgusting. Oh. Yeah, and that, then, shootout goal, that shootout goal was pretty. They followed up yeah. with arguably one of the worst games I think they played this season, and that's saying and something because back down to normal. They, yeah. they, they've played some pretty shitty ones. And it had um, to come against that team, huh? Yeah that team uh, you know it's bad when your fourth line's the only team that does or only line that does something the whole game um yeah i mean leeson and mctavish looked pretty good throughout the game um admittedly i was pretty toasty after yeah, warm-ups good. because i drank on an empty stomach so oh, i was geez. having a blast regardless of what yeah. happened Jake, in the game but yeah jake and i were sitting next to each other was, i went to the oh, lazy I went yeah. to Lazy Dog beforehand, so I was I was a little toasty going going into the game, and then got a little more toasty at the game. So I was I was right there with you guys. Well, that's that's just if, adorable. If yeah. anything, we had more of a bonding moment as friends. The the, the score <laughs> didn't matter, you know. Friendship you got, per, friendship prevailed at the end of the day. Yep. You got even closer. Wonderful. Only only friends go to a game together and sit through a six to one loss and <laughs> and and leave and say they had fun. <laughs> And leave and be like, hey, this is great, guys. Bye. We'll see you at the next game. <laughs> uh, I mean, Gibson wasn't great, but the team really didn't do any favors it was his a way. Horrid defensive game. I mean, I mean, in that game specifically, Gibson's not at fault for everything, but um, at least two, maybe potentially three of those goals are just are just completely inexcusable. Horrible rebounds just into the slot. Um and yeah, it's kind of that it's kind of that same story with John Gibson that we've been seeing. You know, whatever whatever your thoughts on how much the defense affects John Gibson aside, but um, mm-hmm. you know, it's just it's that inconsistency from him that's really frustrating. Whether that's down to just his own play, whether that's down to um, a little bit of overusage, which we're already starting to see now that he's been coming back from injury. Um, started the last three games in a row, so I'm sure we're going right back to the same old shit with in terms of John Gibson's usage. But um, yeah, it's it's. A lot of the same, as we said earlier. A lot of the same. Uh, Fowler, Kulikov looked pretty brutal that game. Um, I don't remember a lot of the game because I was just kind of enjoying the atmosphere. But yeah. they they looked pretty bad for the one period I was kind of coherent watching. Um, I did just it. It was a tire fire, and yeah, last night nothing... as well. <laughs> Yeah, there was just nothing, nothing good about it. It was very frustrating watching that Predators game. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, Connor was saying, you know, you can't blame everything on Gibson in that Nashville game. And then Gibson had like a really bad game last night. That was rough, dude. Um, I think it was like I ended up seeing the second goal, and that was like from one of the 
that was like a like on top of like above one of the circles, wasn't it? Like it was bad that he gave that one up. I don't, it was like from far out, and then he gave up that wraparound that just made me sick. Because <laughs> he was like out of you know he was out of position, he was way out of the crease, and it's like he was it was bad. I mean, I think we the fans deserve credit for having to put up with this. Um, but I also want to give everyone credit who showed up on Friday because for a two o'clock game on a holiday weekend, yeah. There's a lot of people there, and yeah, it was loud. Yeah. It was. I was surprised. It was pretty loud for the one the one time they did something good. Um, it was probably the loudest six to one blowout of the home team I've ever ever, <laughs> ever been to. See that Nashville? We show up sometimes. Which sometimes, <laughs> I guess, is a small victory out of that day. I guess, but yeah, I kind of, I got, I kind of like the the you know the matinee. Yeah, the matinee day games around the holiday. I think I think I think they're kind of fun. They're, yeah. they're just yeah. like the like the Black so Friday random. game every year. Like the Black Friday every the eh, the Black Friday game every year is always yeah. one of my favorite games to go to. This was kind of fun. I kind of wish it would have been like on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. That would have made it a little more a little more fun, a little more special. But you know, as long as it's around, I kind of I kind of like the mix up or the switch up, I should say. Yeah, they're fun. The vibes are the vibes are always nice. I mean, clearly, it's like we we've done something right. We said this was the season of vibes over results, and you know <laughs> the you vibes go. have been pretty good. So, yeah. Um, as for last night, yeah, you know, shout out Ryan Strom for scoring the last like ten seconds of the game. Um, shout out to his family. <laughs> you know, it kind of sucks that he ruined the the rookie goalie's chance at his first career shutout, but. I, I do respect that they literally fist bumped and the camera was panned the whole time as Strom just went back to the faceoff circle and lined up. No one celebrated. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> yep, you know. That happened. We did that. It was very it's very transactional, just like, mm-hmm, we did that. Yeah, okay, back back to like, the circle. <laughs> it's like being excited after they tie their skates, you know? Like, just, yep, I did that. I can tie my shoes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Now that we're in the new year, uh, some good has happened. Uh, John Klingberg's full no-trade clause is officially a 10-team no-trade, so that means... Shout out John Klingberg's contract. (laughs) Pat uh, hopefully is on the phones trying to get him on the next plane out as soon as possible because I think it's safe to say the uh, Klingberg experiment has not really worked. And I don't even think it's his fault because we kind of knew what we were getting into with him. It's just... We just so happen to be extra terrible this year. So yeah, it just makes I mean, him yeah, look know, extra I mean, bad. Kind of, kind of <laughs> is it kind of is a little bit his fault because it I, is a little. But he I just came he, into a bad not, situation. Like, he's not looked good. Like no. yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, shitty situation, of course. But I mean, he's not mm-hmm. doing himself any favors either. He's definitely not. But Toronto might still want him because they want everybody. Hey, we get Nick Robertson or a pick. I'm happy. But, you know. Well, yeah. well, time will tell if we're even at that point of getting a first round pick or anything worthwhile. In uh, due time. <laughs> time. Well, hey, our you know our friends over at Leafs Late Night. Tell us what you think, Robertson for Klingberg. <laughs> Robertson's actually hurt right now, I believe. So <laughs> he yeah, do maybe be uh, maybe if we have a little uh, a little trade go down between the Ducks and Leafs, maybe uh, maybe we we uh, we hop on with them. Yeah. Kind of talk about it. We will see. We will see in just a a little under a little under two months. 
Time will tell. Yeah. Time will tell. Louis <laughs> on it tonight with the little quips under under his breath. I like <laughs> I like when you're like this, Lou. Makes episodes fun. Yeah, you're welcome. Anytime. Um, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> Lou's just Lou's just the ad lib guy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, we had Lu- Lucas Dostal uh, reassigned to San Diego this week. Stolars got reinstated from the IR, which cool, kind of sucks because cool. yeah. I'd rather somebody have Lucas, did, somebody uh, needed but... to go. Somebody needed to go somewhere, and you can't and you can't you can't send Stolars down because he's he he'd get pass, he'd get claimed yeah. in yeah, in, a, it, in a heartbeat. Yeah, so. easily. Uh, we did have a signing, Gage Alexander, uh, last year's or 2021's fifth round pick, signed his entry level contract, and he will report to the goals, which I kind of feels like a move, so they don't have to have the guy from Tulsa uh, backing mm-hmm. up Erickson Eck. Um, yeah. But it gives the goals a little more depth. Now they'll have you know Alexander, Dostal, and Erickson Eck all together, and yeah. Credit to the goals. They're actually kind of turning things around. They beat Henderson a couple times in the last last like weekend or so. I mean, Henderson's not as good yeah. as they were, but there's there's a period there where both both uh Ducks teams were uh kind of bad. Um, yeah. So it's nice seeing a little bit of a turnaround. Um I saw Grimaldi's name on the score sheet for the first time in a while, which is nice yeah. to see. Um not really holding that hope that he gets a call up anytime soon, but you know, it's, it's cool to see he's at least producing again. Is uh, yeah. Gage Alexander, the seven foot goalie. Yes. He's just like yeah, the super tall. Guy. Big big boy. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. big boy. Not, not also, to be confused all... with Buteyets or a Russian King over. Oh yeah. Over in Russia right now. Oh, our made up EASHL traffic. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I mean, well, the to thing see and him. The... And the little thing with the with the Alexander signing and him him immediately reporting to San Diego is that, I mean, it was probably going to happen anyway. But this means somebody's getting traded or somebody's getting moved out. It's not going to be Lucas Dostal. It is probably going to be Anthony Stolarz. Who knows? Yeah. It might be John Gibson. We don't know. But one of these goaltenders is going to is going to be on the move. So we know we know something mm-hmm. coming in the something's uh, brewing. Yeah, we know we know something's coming in the uh, goaltending, in the goaltending aspect for sure. Yeah. Oh. Um, I was gonna say, talking about vibes and the goals beating Henderson, the goals and Ducks both beat a Vegas team on the no. same night on on Wednesday. Maybe Outstanding. Our, uh, Outstanding. Wonderful. Maybe our mojo, <laughs> our mojo with Vegas teams is uh, is turning over a new leaf. Bad yep. night for the Southern Nevada residents, huh? Must suck to be them, huh? That's yeah. sad. Oh well. Bad night to live in Southern Nevada. <laughs> <laughs> well, if anything good's happened, uh, today it was announced that Pavel Minchikov has been selected as the OHL Player of the Month for the third straight month. Um, first time this has happened in OHL history. He is uh, currently has 13 points in five uh, five game point streak going on, and he is at 51 points in 34 games played. It is uh, top of the chart for all defensemen in the CHL at the moment. So you know, just, yeah, he just makes me so happy. 
third third straight month winning the OHL defenseman of the defenseman of the month, which also means he's been the only one this entire season to win the OHL defenseman of the month award. Every time <laughs> it's been available, and he's showing no signs of him giving that up. <laughs> so I mean, just assuming he's going to keep his torrid pace here into January. Yeah, it's really it's really something to see. It's really uh, it's really exciting. Um, yeah. I'm incredibly excited for for one he's a monster he's a monster he's just so so dynamic and so fun to watch he's gonna be he's gonna be a real treat to have on this to have on this blue line for years to come it's little glimpses of life that make the shittiness that's going on around us Mm -hmm. a little more tolerable light at the (laughs) end light at the end of the tunnel always always keep that in mind especially at a time like this Sometimes it feels like there's a Dallas Aiken shaped object in the way of the light, but you know, <laughs> what's the, what's the, what's the Metallica lyric? The uh, <laughs> light at the end of your tunnel was a freight train coming your way. And the freight train is a Dallas Aikens, <laughs> a, lo- a looming Dallas Aikens extension. No. God. Knock on, knock on wood. For that one. Everybody hit every piece of wood you can, right? Just now. everybody just, just... <laughs> wait, what? Never mind, Lewis. No, I'm 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 sorry. I'm reading our friend Ryan's tweet. Go on. Oh, okay. You mean about the guy <laughs> that's apparently mooning all of crypto.com arena right now? That's what I'm reading. <laughs> what are the things doing? This seems to be a common theme when Ryan's at a game, because this happened at the the game last year. Terry had the hat trick and we saw saw a man ass. Yeah. Ryan, Ryan's kind Honestly, of a I magnet for these things. Dang, you saw a he, hockey and a show. Yeah, he, I mean, the man likes his ass. He will so, find it. Do we, do we just not name a three stars this week? Because I really can't think of anybody that did anything worth a damn outside of maybe Zegers <laughs> and Henrik. Yeah, I would yeah. give Henrik a star. I don't know what star, but he's getting one. Nice gold one. And that's just because he had both goals against, uh, the Knights. And instead he looked pretty decent. Instead of three stars this week, we're just handing out good noodle stars. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're good a good noodle, noodle yeah. for the week. Yeah. I'll, um, Z- I'll give uh, Ned the uh, Zamboni driver the first star for Zamboning a nice clean sheet of ice. Uh, my third <laughs> star, my third star, Adam Henrique. My second star, Pavel Minchikov. My first star, Connor Bernard. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. <laughs> yeah, I I'll just give out gold stars, just like adorable ones, you know. Hey, you try, Henrique. Yeah, <laughs> Henry gets one. Zegris gets one for the 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 shootout gold. Terry gets one for the shootout winner. That was five hole and very nice. Give Logan Thompson one for letting us win. Yeah, and I'll give Gibson like half because he had a really good game. They could share. Tonight's. They could share the star. We'll give it to yeah, the two yeah. goalies. We'll give them yeah. both half. That 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 works. Yeah. <laughs> um, lame duck. Do we just uh do we just pin this on one of one of the four guys we've given it to all season, or is this just more a it's everybody kind of kind of week? Um, I'm okay with lame. the latter. Yeah, <laughs> they're, just, they're lame I mean, by the committee. De- the defense, I guess, like all of them. <laughs> yeah. Everyone with a stick. <laughs> Bad. Uh, 
you know lame i'm, I'm okay with that don't worry guys we only play dallas tomorrow it's fine <laughs> yeah that's it uh, looking Walking ahead apart. we have stars tomorrow night sharks on friday night and boston oh, i did, do not remember the day but um uh, sunday might be yeah, sunday sunday. Monday. sunday or monday um mm-hmm. i feel of the three somehow the ducks are going to beat boston i just feel <laughs> like that's going to be one of those just random games where we've talked shit about them all week and yeah. just randomly they're going to win um i kind of feel like, like they'll have the best one the best chance against the sharks but well, we yeah. said that last time and we lost and... Like six to one <laughs> um, i don't know anymore boston's like the best team in the league right now like <laughs> like hey sabers beat him the other night holla uh, hey, hey. holla well, at I mean, your boys well, well i mean we don't we we aren't fortunate to have one tage thompson no so. that's true he had a hat trick tonight he did. He did. It. And they beat the Capitals tonight. And Shit. they beat the Capitals. Yep. With Ovechkin scoring two, and they still took him down. It ain't no thing. Ovechkin <laughs> might break the record before we finish recording tonight. <laughs> <laughs> He's still scoring. Dude, last episode, we were like, how many years it's going to take? How many seasons? And then, like, in between now and then, he scored like 10 goals. Or, like, what's felt like 10, <laughs> 10 extra goals. Yeah. What's huh. he at now? 808, 808? I think 808 or maybe maybe 809 because I don't I don't remember exactly but I just want him to get to 888 that'll be fun he's closing in on being about 80 goals away which is (laughs) wild but (laughs) and what are the odds okay yeah we okay (laughs) ducks only have to deal with the capitals twice a year but I just why do I feel like he's gonna break Gretzky's record against the ducks It'll just be some random game against Anaheim in like. Bro, I ho- I hope he does, and I hope it's in Anaheim. I would love to go. I'd love yeah. to be in attendance for that. I feel like that'd we be are, fucking awesome. Yeah, it'd be cool, but at the yeah. same time, I don't know. We're very but different people. We would yeah. hoist Lou over the glass so he can go and celebrate. <laughs> oh, I the, would make, the record-breaking I would make, goal. I would force Lou to come to the game with me. <laughs> <laughs> Toss him I over doing? the glass, Lou. Get the puck. Get the puck. <laughs> what am I doing? You're getting Ovechkin's uh, puck. Steven, uh, Steven, the hockey mover, by the way, uh, shout out, uh, shout out our friends over at Forever Mighty. Shout out Eddie and uh, Eddie and Steven here. Uh, Eddie he and says, Eddie what, would be the, what would be the best and worst teams for him to break the record against? Well, the best would easily be the Penguins. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, I'm not, given his concussion history, not, you know, you can never really be sure how many more years Sid is going to play, but. I think the, pe- yeah. the penguin sticks out to me, and then I'm mm-hmm. I'm being selfish and saying us because I I want to have the best chance to maybe be there for it. So <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah. Um, pe- I mean, penguins would be cool. I mean, against against the uh, no, Oilers me. would be yeah. Actually, Oilers would be good. Uh, I think the Lightning, any of, the, any of those the... rival teams, you know, the Bruins or the you know the Rangers, those teams that he's gone to, those teams that he's gone to war against, you know, for many a years. <laughs> I kind of, chickens. I kind of feel like the Lightning would be an interesting one. Yeah. Score yeah. on Vasilevsky and kind of like yeah. have a one up on your countrymen essentially, and be like, yeah. "Hey, I, you know, I broke the record on you." But. The Ronarchy uh, first time chatter says uh, the worst would be the Caps. Should he ever be oh, traded? Yeah, How no, awesome so would that be, not, though? No, that's no, that would no, I would hate that. That would be like, that'd be that'd be funny. I don't know. It's not my team, not my problem. 
The worst, worst teams? Yes, worse the Caps, obviously. But like, I don't know. I feel, I feel like the worst would he does it like against the Blue Jackets in Columbus. Like, I don't know. Like, there's yeah. some like stupid. If he's not going to do it here, so I can see it, I hope he does it at home. Yeah, but yeah, the worst would be like but, like the Coyotes in Arizona. Oh, sorry, Chris, but like, no, you're good. Like, yeah, like the Blue Jackets in. Yeah, worst case scenario would be like Blue Jackets in Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> that would, yeah, that'd be pretty stupid. Be I'd be upset. <laughs> um, I don't know why the Blues in St. Louis would bother me too. I just have this weird thing against the Blues. I'm terribly sorry. <laughs> if anyone from St. Louis or Missouri anywhere listens to this, I'm terribly sorry. I can't explain myself. But there's like there's some hate deep down in me that I would actually love to see Ovechkin break the record against the Maple Leafs in Toronto. Yeah. I just think that'd be hilarious. I don't know why. Just those types of things happen to the Leafs, and I just, I don't know. This is just an agent of chaos. How did we we not think one of the best ones would be against the Oilers in Edmonton? Yeah. Oilers would be good. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I can't think of anybody else, really. Outside of like the Penguins and yeah, like you said, the Oilers would be good. Yeah. Sean brought up a good point. We have to call the Penguins the Tuxedo Chickens. I love that name. Thank you, New Jersey Devils, for that one. That was good. That was the Devils. Chickens. Sounds like a good like beer league team name. Yeah. Tuxedo Chickens. Yeah, I like it. I'd rock a jersey. Jersey. I was waiting for Lou to say it. I'd rock a, I'd rock a top. <laughs> well, I know we're having so much fun talking about the Ducks, but do you guys have anything else you'd like to talk about from this last week? Or are we all just repressing this for therapy? I think we're, <laughs> I think we're recent Ducks news tapped out for the week. Yeah, I got yeah, it. I, I got good. A, I got a gripe. Why was Honda I, Center playing the music at like a million decibels last night? I'm already deaf in left in my left ear. I don't need to be deaf in my right. All right. Uh, we, we do have to talk one thing from Friday's game. What the fuck was up with not playing bro him? Oh, it was because it of was the for a flashback Friday. Friday thing. I get that, but at the same time, bro him's a '90s song, and they were playing yeah. exclusively '90s songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, uh, maybe I, they I were feel just like doing when they did. They back. didn't play anything. They played song two like a whole like minute and a half after they scored. Yeah, like when everyone thought weird. that the goal was being uh I thought it was you know being reviewed because everyone's <laughs> just standing there and they're randomly playing blur and we're all yeah. confused as to why Brohim wasn't playing. <laughs> you see what you did, ducks? You confused but, everyone. <laughs> it's bad when Tyler's messaging us going, wait, what's going on? <laughs> Yeah, that's like, fun. <laughs> he's the man there. <laughs> oh, that okay. was well. We'll stop griping about the ducks because now yeah. my blood pressure's up a little bit. Yeah, I remembered there's... that and that pissed me off. <laughs> yeah, there's 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 not much to to go over anymore. It's it's all sadness. You wanna you wanna do our ad read, Chris? Yes, why not? All right, so if uh, you know if you like our stuff and you would like to um, support 
the Late Arrivals podcast and our network, Inside the Rink. And you also are a hockey nut. Yeah, I called you a nut. And uh, right. you don't have you don't have uh, ESPN Plus yet. Go to insidetherink.com slash ESPN. What are you waiting ESPN. on? What? <laughs> I don't know, man. Continue. <laughs> I know you. Okay. But yeah, go to insidetherink.com slash ESPN. Sign up for ESPN Plus through that link, and it helps uh, support the this show and our network and all of its creators. There are a bunch of great people over there, and you should be supporting them. And if you're not following Inside the Rink on Twitter and Instagram, go do that really quick. Uh, follow uh, a bunch of their shows. They got some they got some fun podcasts over there. They got a, a women's hockey podcast. I think it's called uh, Checkin', Checkin' Tendies. That's a fun name. Um, Leafs Late Night, which I was on their last episode. That was a lot of fun. A lot of, a lot of good people over there and a bunch of others. They got a Vegas podcast and then Rangers and, and they're adding more, uh, writers and stuff every day. So go support them. them love. They got everything. Like a go buffet. Inside the rink.com slash ESPN. Go watch some hockey. Hey, the PHF is on ESPN plus just throwing that out there. <laughs> Oh, before we move on, Sean does bring up a good point of uh, Jack's article talking about how the power play has literally just been McTavish just taking slap shots and one-timers, Yeah, which has worked some of the time. But yeah, It's starting as... to not work now because the opposing penalty kill unit is just setting up for it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's what they do? Okay. And that's all we're trying <laughs> and then to they do. Just, like... Yeah. I mean, who, who thought that you... Could play defense on that. It's supposed to work every time. <laughs> they need to take a page out of the Capitals book because Ovechkin's been able to do his thing his whole career and people can't stop it. So it's cool. It's because all the other four players are moving around. Our problem is now yeah, that, the power play has gone back to just this. Yeah. Just nobody besides Zegers a little bit and McTavish are moving their feet. Everyone's just kind of stuck where they are. No one's moving around. The lateral passes have completely gone away. There's the scene passes have completely disappeared again. It's just we're kind of back to doing the same old point shot bullshit that we started at the beginning of the year, and or or just trying to your only tactic being to feed McTavish for the one timer at the right circle. Like you need to mix it up yeah. and move around and move pieces to get him open, so they can't just set up for him. Yeah. But yeah, Jack did have a great article today um about the ducks power play so go check that out it's on twitter everywhere it's on our uh our account i tweeted it out on mine uh inside the rink you can go to the website and find it um but yeah go follow our writers we have some great writers just throwing that out there they're wonderful they don't miss all of their articles are just so so great i've enjoyed every single one of them so far and uh sean our dude sean has uh has the recap of the flyers game so if you feel the need to hurt yourself a little more go ahead and check that out because it's a it is a good article if you want to relive that we're not responsible for any emotional damage it caused we, by the way yeah we definitely aren't <laughs> well Take getting into anaheim ducks I'm... no i'm just kidding <laughs> no don't do that uh getting into our lap game in the week last week we uh 
made the decision to just make it the winter classic and we were all very wrong in our predictions we we expected a very yeah. high pace you know high scoring game mm-hmm. and the final score was 2-1 2-1 um, not even in overtime i i said it would go to overtime <laughs> but uh jake you had the bruins winning 5-3 uh connor had the bruins winning 4-2 lou had the bruins winning 5-4 and i had the penguins 3-2 in overtime so at least you guys got the right team. I wanted to be different. And look at me. I'm a loser. <laughs> and notably from the game, Jake DeBrusque had two goals. Uh, Kasperi Kapanen scored for the Penguins. And Tristan Jari got hurt. And the emergency backup that the Penguins actually flew out from Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, got to suit up and back up to Smith, which was pretty cool to see. Um, yeah, we were so close to an e-bug situation in an outdoor game. I was very excited. Honestly, like you don't root for injuries, but that would have been no. pretty that would have been pretty incredible to have a new yeah. bug playing the winter classic. Like yeah, imagine be imagine being able to tell that story. <laughs> like not only did I get to play an NHL game, but I got to play the freaking winter classic. Yeah. That'd be so cool. Um you know, David Postronok continues to kill it with these outdoor games. I love the stuff that he does with Bauer with his equipment. The Fenway Park skates and sticks were pretty, pretty cool, and I can't yeah. wait for them to be five hundred dollars on sideline swap. So <laughs> that pasta know. thing, though, that pasta thing, the the statue, the statue that was made out of pasta, that kind of made me sick. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Very cursed. Very <laughs> cursed for sure. What? It was bigger than I thought too. It was it was pretty weird looking. It just looked like flesh. I don't know. It looked gross. <laughs> <laughs> what? Wasn't a fan. You didn't see the statue, Lou? No, I was at Disneyland eating chicken at 9.30 in the morning. <laughs> yeah, we'll, oh, that's we'll right. touch on that later. But... <laughs> we'll yeah, touch on Lou's uh, breakfast preferences. He shits on waffles, but fucking eats fried chicken at 10 in the morning. <laughs> no, right? 9 in the morning. 9.45. Yeah, 9.45. You wrote it down. <laughs> if you're going to talk shit, at least be accurate, huh? <laughs> not, he has it on his calendar, 9.45 a.m. Fried chicken. Yep. Oh boy, 3 a.m. <laughs> Is that the sun rising? <laughs> Fried chicken. Uh, well, rev we got those, rev up those fryers. <laughs> uh, we did get the announcement of what next year's winter classic is going to be. And for once, they are going oh, yes. with different teams. This is not a drill. Gary Bettman hates the Blackhawks again. <laughs> Um, but the Kraken and Golden Knights will be the participants of next year's Winter Classic, and it'll be held at T-Mobile Park in Seattle, which is pretty it's pretty neat. So awesome! I can't huge wait for that. Huge breath of huge breath of much needed fresh air for the Winter Classic. It was definitely it was starting to get super stale, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it had been stale for years. I mean, just get. I mean, the fact that the same six seven teams were just getting recycled and. The fact that it that outdoor games have just kind of been diluted every single year just because there's the winter classic and then there's the heritage classic and then there's three stadium series games it kind of it kind of yeah. lost its pizzazz a little bit but this is a nice mix-up and it's cool that it's in seattle it's cool that it's featuring you know the two expansion franchises that'll be that'll be a that'll be a nice little matchup i'm excited start saving up we're going i'm in me and my buddies, don't. me and my buddies actually talked about doing a boys trip and going. Like literally, this is. Oh really? I wish they were doing yeah. it at the Seahawks Stadium though, because of the sound. You know how it yeah. gets like really loud there. Mm-hmm. 
We'll okay. uh, we'll go to the marketplace and have Lou catch a fish. Oh my god, please! <laughs> Why are you volunteering me to do all this stuff? <laughs> Signing. It's him what up the people sure. want. It's what the people want. They love Lou content. You know Fair this. Enough. We'll have to find a place that serves chicken early enough. Oh, Christ's sake. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, hey, inside of the rink, you want to send the LAP crew to uh, Seattle for the, the Winter Classic? You got a year to figure it out. No pressure. I already asked them to bring out the Leafs late night uh, crew to Arizona to go to a Coyotes game with me. So I'm putting a lot of pressure on the network this week. It's how, it's how you start a new year. I don't know what to tell you. Chris wants okay. to speak to the manager and make his demands known. Tomorrow we're like let go from the <laughs> from the network. It's like, nah. Well, our other outdoor game that was announced was the Battle of Alberta will be the next Heritage Classic. The Oilers are set to host, and according to Ali uh, Murji, the guy that was the one who leaked the Ducks rebrand uh, news, I guess you can call it if it's yeah. even true. Um, he's pretty in tune with the source he has and the source that he goes to says that apparently the flames are wearing a uniform that will be cream colored, which is going to be a little weird if it's kind of just like red and yellow on top of that. But I trust that the NHL won't fuck up making a classic Jersey. Yeah. Didn't they do that already? Like something similar. They had like the red and yellow striped jersey type of deal yeah and it was cream wasn't it cream with it i, I think, think the I think it was pants were okay i think i'm not entirely sure but hmm but yeah maybe they win and then you know the oilers get creamed hey <laughs> easy there tiger hey they were getting easy that's two that, said... that's two episodes in a row chris yeah well i'm not done because i did tweet out earlier oh, that the, oilers, the okay. oilers were getting inked they were getting oh, inked. Geez. They did. They did get inked. They lost five two to the Kraken. So that's oh, good. Kraken. Oh, oh Kraken. boy. Crack a lacking. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, in other news, uh, the Stars signed Joe Pavelski to a one year extension. Worth uh, three point five million dollars with some incentives, so he can keep terrorizing the league. I mean, he seems to be getting better as he ages. Yeah, um, I remember there was a time where everyone kind of thought he was done, mm-hmm. uh, and just all of a sudden he's really good again. Um, yeah. But it's nice to see. He's always a player I enjoyed. I'm still actively trying yeah. to get one of his pro stock sticks uh oh, online but those things tend to go uh for a couple hundreds of dollars that i can't really justify buying so you know <laughs> his team is playing the ducks tomorrow yeah they are you know he they sure are they sure yeah. are we get to see jason robertson do some horrible things to us yeah it'll be fun i'm sure it'll be fun <laughs> I'm sure it'll be really fun, and we probably will be so amped to talk about it next week on the next episode. He totally is not going to score a hat trick again. <laughs> Do we nah. just take him and just say mine? I don't think it works like that, Lou. But you can you throw know. like a like a ducks logo at him, yeah. like a sticky <laughs> logo, and just like <laughs> stick it to him. Yeah. 
Just take the little sticky hand and just yeah, stick a duck it. stick a no. duck sticker on him from afar. Yeah, and that's ours. Easy. <laughs> I think I think that's how the league runs. I'm not sure though. The streets are talking. Yeah. Uh Steven says I'm inventing NHL dibs. <laughs> well, speaking of placing dibs on players, uh Interest, uh, interesting thing to come out of today was uh, Jacob Verana, the Red Wings, was placed on waivers, and it is assumed because Tyler Batuzzi and Robbie Fabry are both close to returning to the lineup, and they need to make room. Uh, we'll be seeing if something happens with him being claimed with how much money he's making. I said I'm all for it. If Pat puts a claim in for him, but I'm not going to be heartbroken if he doesn't just because he does carry a pretty heavy cap hit, but it yeah. would be an upgrade over a lot of the players currently <laughs> playing. So, I mean, I wouldn't hate yeah, it, but a decent, <laughs> a decent chunk of current players, decent upgrade. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I mean, you know, cap it aside, you know, we currently, we currently have just under 14 mil, in cap space with a whole bunch of money coming off the books this off season. If we, if we choose to, if we choose to claim them and then, and then we end up wanting to resign him for next year. And then, and then even, even if we do, you know, just take a flyer on him for this year, you know, after we trade off all the, um, all the pending UFAs at this deadline, you know, we're still going to need to make sure that we have enough money in the bank or enough money on the books to stay above the cap floor. If you guys remember the John Klingberg signing, which was about seven million, took us took us over the cap floor from being under, and, mm-hmm. you, and you need to be above the cap floor. So I mean, it could that could be a strategy there. Um, you know, he he is a talented young player. You know, you know that. You know that, and if you want to call it checkered past aside, like I mean, I don't I don't even know if you can even call that, but you know, yeah, you know, um, you know. He, you don't want to speculate on on the reasons that he was in the player assistance program. You never you never want to speculate on that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, um, yeah. You know, regardless of that, you know, I mean, I mean, definitely, a, you know, it's a it's a player that Pat Verbeek has familiarity with from his time in Detroit. So who knows? You know, he it could be something that he does take a hard look at. But yeah, I I agree with Jake. You know, I am I'm not going to lose any sleep if we don't claim him. Um, and Chicago has first, Chicago has first bid anyway. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know, if they claim him, we're kind of shit out of luck. But then, even if we don't claim him, and he passes through, and he passes through waivers, I'm not, I'm not going to be surprised. I'm already afraid for tomorrow at eleven when we don't claim him, and Ducks Twitter has another over the top freak out reaction and yeah. a bunch of wild, not a bunch them. of wild, a bunch of and wild if, claims and statements about Pat Verbeek, just like they did with Ellie Tolvanen. It's yeah, not, and it's not a needle move. It's not a needle moving move. You know, Pat Verbeek has shown that he's content with leaning into the tank. And if he just doesn't feel like it's 100% necessary to his plan for this team this year, it's fine if we don't plan. That's not going to be that big of a deal. And if Ducks Twitter does go nuts and you're listening to this, because you'll be listening to this on Thursday morning or Thursday afternoon, maybe you're listening to it right now while the news is breaking that the Ducks did not claim him. And maybe you're upset and now you're listening to this. Relax. (laughs) It's not a big deal. You're going to make it. Through Wednesday, I promise. Yeah, no, n- no single player aside from you know the obvious people that are in the NHL, no single player is going to make so so much of an impact on a team that it's worth getting a no single waiver claim 
is going to make so much impact on a team that it's worth getting that upset over. Like at the end of the at the end of the day, it's a waiver claim. So yeah, I I would just advise to not expend too much of your energy on on being upset about not claiming a um not claiming a waiver a waiver guy that you know do you have to take into account maybe possesses a little bit of baggage here you know we we fully don't know why he's being why he's being waived by Detroit at the end of the day but you know it's all it's all stuff to keep in mind if we if we don't claim him so and I mean if earlier in the season taught us anything Mike Riley not being claimed and being a noticeable improvement on a lot of teams uh can kind of show that some teams just don't see it as a worthwhile gamble especially if the guy has to go back on waivers to be moved at any point so that's also something to keep in mind not saying that in this case if the ducks were to grab him uh he would be sent back down but you never know and you know what's to say you know he'll get sent down and claimed by another team down the line if he has to or like yeah. if he has to go down. Um, it's kind of the shitty thing with waivers. I mean, look at how many times uh, Helberg has been moved this year with waivers. <laughs> yeah. Man has been on three different teams and had three sets of goalie pads and is back <laughs> on the team he started on. So, you know, uh, yeah. shit like that happens. Uh, I mean, didn't they show his, his, uh, his locker and he had like three different team branded like things like yeah. his like, uh, I think he had like a hat of a different team or something or it was like a senator's hat, his Kraken pads and like a Red Wings <laughs> t-shirt or some shit like yeah. that. <laughs> um, I mean, Eric Comrie used to be that guy where he'd get claimed by some other team. The Jets would pick mm-hmm. him back up. The Jets would put him on waivers. A team would pick yeah. him up. He'd be put, get put back and would be a jet at the end of the year again. Like just messing with the guy. Jeez. Shit like that happens. Um but with how much money he makes, I, I can I could totally see him clearing and it just kind of being a thing of, hey, you've done your conditioning stint. We reinstated you. Just kind of wait your time to come back up. But yeah, if it happens, it happens. You know, it'd be cool, but I'm not going to sit back and lose my mind if we don't. You know, same. We're going to be level headed and happy and calm here. <laughs> Live reaction of me screaming tomorrow morning. <laughs> how do you feel lou would you be upset Mm, no not really okay i just wanted to keep you involved thanks i appreciate that (laughs) all for it all for to claim jacob 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 Jacob, i was just calling jacob oh whatever uh Yeah, all four, all four claiming him if Verbeek wants to do that. But yeah, again, no, not losing sleep if if he's not a duck at 11 p.m. tomorrow. It's not. <laughs> we're no worse for wear without it. So it's yeah. uh, might lose a little bit of sleep. We'll see. That's what, mel- <laughs> that's what melatonin's for, buddy. Oh, I got something better than that. He's gonna lose <laughs> sleep from his post fried chicken nap if he's not a duck come 11 a.m. Yeah, but, yeah, that does sound pretty good right now. <laughs> he's not going to uh-huh. be a duck. Lou is going to be upset, and he's going to go to go into a fried chicken coma tomorrow at noon. Tomorrow by noon, he'll be in his chicken coma. Yep. 
Well, we had the medal rounds for the World Junior start. Um, Sweden beats Finland to move on. Uh, the U.S. beat. They beat. Who did they beat? Is it uh, Czechia that they beat? Yep. Germany. Germany. Oh no, Germany. Yeah, sorry. No, I'm. Yeah, kidding. Germany. Eleven-one. It was. It was bad. It was bad. Uh, Canada beat Slovakia last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... quick shout out quick shout out real quick got to give love to my slovaks played a great <laughs> tournament you know i mean i mean you went out to you lo- you went out to the hand of bedard that's all i mean yeah you, you went hey man yeah, you took, took that a, team to overtime you took a stacked canada team with a generational talent on it to overtime and we're, yeah. we're still able to score three goals on them show so yeah, shout out shout shot out away my, shout out to my slovaks i love you yeah, they had a good tournament. Like they literally were a shot a shot away from eliminating Canada. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm upset that Switzerland got beat up so bad. Um, <laughs> it was it was randomly on ESPN Plus. I found that out while the Winter Classic was going, so I had it on my iPad. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, it went all the hell. Like they they scored, I think, like two or three minutes in to go up one nothing, and then they gave up nine unanswered goals. So, Chris's adopted was, country just taking taking yeah. an L. Yep. I'm just not allowed to have anything fun hockey with <laughs> this season. <laughs> but yeah. Um, we had another worthwhile highlight of a Ducks prospect saving the sure goal. Uh, is it Tyson? Do you guys pronounce it Heinz? Is it Heinz or Hins? Always Heinz. Heinz. Okay. That's what I, that's what my mind always thinks. But I know, like, for some reason, I also think I've heard it as Hins before. But Tyson Heinz kind of drops down in the crease and makes a, you know, kind of like batting save with his glove to, to stop what would have been a surefire fire goal. Um, kind of seems like the duck prospect thing to do lately is, uh, keep the game alive for, for Canada, which yeah. is cool to see, but uh, yeah, the highlight of that game being Connor Bedard, uh, just kind of doing Absolute, what he does best yeah. and just undressing everybody. Um, Absolutely walked like five guys. <laughs> Man, if you're including if the you're goalie, watching, if you're watching this and have been keeping up with what with what Connor Bedard has been doing all year, and then you're watching him at the World Juniors right now. With still Talent. at least one game and potentially two two more games of him to watch. Yeah, if you're a Ducks fan and you're seeing the stuff and you're still Talent. you're you're still not bought into the tank, like <laughs> come on, man. Like what are we like what are we doing? <laughs> like like it's Preach. just it's not you know, I'm gonna restate it. It's not it's not cheering for losses, it's not it's not getting excited when we get scored on, it's not it's not smashing windows when we win, you know, it's just, <laughs> it's just being able to take the losses in stride and realizing how the losing can benefit us. Yep. So just, I, I think, I think you need to buy in and Dallas Akins isn't going anywhere at least until April, no. which is when he should leave. But um, yeah, it's, it's now nah, that man probably, is probably just, gonna, it's probably just going to be a lot more of this. So enjoy the ride. Just, yeah. Take a deep breath. Calm down. Don't worry about the results. It'll be fine. Light at the end of the tunnel. Keep the big picture in mind. Just and, focus uh, on Terry. Yeah. You know, doing things. <laughs> yeah. and, hopefully, and hopefully, when that when that final horn goes on the season, and that uh, 
that first week of April, we're uh, we're looking at top five odds. So would be yeah. a great birthday present when Dallas Eakins has been relieved of his duties as announced. <laughs> Uh, Steven brings up a good point. It is pronounced Tyson him because he is him. He is that guy. He's at it. He's at a great team. You know, third round pick. He's looked, he's looked really good so far. Um, at least, at least this year. And he, and he had a pretty strong showing last year as well. So maybe, maybe a nice little, uh, a nice little, uh, nice little third pairing defenseman on our hands there in the future. We'll see. We shall see in due time. <laughs> I will tell. Lou, you wanna you wanna do the guess the team before we get into our lap game of the week and uh, our our plethora of cl- uh, questions this week? Sure do. All right. If you don't know, I'm gonna name off six players. They need to guess what team they play on and what year they played them played on. All right. Terry Ball, Forbes Kennedy. Hold on, hold on. Say that name again. Terry Ball. Forbes, Kennedy, Joe Watson, Keith Wright, Gary Dornhofer, and Art Stratton. Jesus Christ. Say that, say, say him one more time. <laughs> Harry Ball, Forbes, Kennedy, Joe Watson, Keith Wright, Gary Dornhofer, and Art Stratton. Yeah, these, Art Stratton. This oh. team is not. This team is not from after. This team is definitely from before 1960. I want to say 30s, but I guess 20s. Last time, and I was so off. I was off by like 30 years. Am I? Am I? Am I correct with that, Lou? Is it before? Oh, let's let's have Chris and Jake weigh in. <laughs> I'm just asking a question. Nobody's weighing. <laughs> Uh, I mean, if I just have to take a shot in the dark, I'm just gonna say, um, fuck, uh, say the, say the 1960-61 Canadians, just for fucking reasons. <laughs> I... All right, 60-61. Okay, I'll go. Uh, I'll go the. 55 56 New York Rangers. I will go the inaugural <laughs> 67 68 St. Louis Blues. The St. Louis Blues the first season. Oh god, why do I feel like you're right? Oh, that's going to piss me off. I'm going to walk away. If I'm right, I'm, I'm the goat. 1967 68 Philadelphia Flyers. Ah, no way I got the year right. That's wow. Stupid. <laughs> wow. Oh my God. Lou's choosing made up people. Holy fuck. That was weird. Let's go. Okay, lay the next one on us, Lou. All right. Th- this one's a good one. <laughs> Tiny Thompson, Nels Stewart, Silvio Manta, what? Leroy Goldsworthy, Woody yes. Dumart. <laughs> Oh boy. You know, this is ridiculous. You can't finish. Oh boy. Dit Clapper. <laughs> is that all the names left? That, that's it. The 18, <laughs> eight, the 1897 Seattle Metropolitans. 
going to say the 1922-23 Maple Leafs. Um, <laughs> I'll say the, uh, the 1926 Canadians. I don't know. I have no clue. Oh, shit. I forgot to write the team. Jesus oh, Christ, Lou. Jesus. What the oh fuck? Oh, okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. The 1936 37 Boston Bruins. Oh, no. Fuck. All right, I'll give you an easier one. My pre 20, my pre 20th century guess was that was not close. La, la, last one Lu, Louis DeBresque, Nikolai Kababulin, Rob Murray, Cliff Ronning. Dallas Drake and Mike Stapleton. That's well, that's got uh, flames. Mm, the flames, uh, the 2000, 2001 Calgary Flames. I'm gonna say the 2000, 2002, 2003 Lightning. I'm gonna say the lightning as well. I'm gonna say 9898. The 1998 99 Phoenix Coyotes. Wow. wow. Oh, I, I hope Danny doesn't the... hate me for that one. I got oh, the year. Bobby Bullen. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Well, do we have to have a tiebreaker since Connor and I both got points? I didn't look up for tiebreaker. Hold oh, on. I didn't get any points, did I? Wow. Has Chris I used up all my one yet? No. He's I used gonna... up all my pizzazz last week. Going to choose fucking another dick clapper team. <laughs> all right. Hold on. <sighs> this is why I'm glad I'm friends with Lou. He keeps us on our toes at all, yeah. all points of the day. He sure does. Look at him. Look how much fun he's having. Okay, Craig Darby, Darby, Benoit Hogue, Jan Kaminsky, Derek King, Brett Lindros, and Rich Pylon. I have no idea. (laughs) Oh, shit. This will this will be the last one of the tiebreakers gonna go forever. <laughs> yeah. Um I'm gonna just shot in the dark, say 81, 82 flyers. The 90, the 1980, the shit. I fuck. The 1989 <laughs> Quebec Nordiques. I don't know. 85, 86. Um 85-86 Leafs. The 94-95 New York Islanders. Wow. Mm. Okay. All right. Never would have like got that. 10 years off. <laughs> I guess we live it on a tie. I'm not looking up another one, man. Yeah, we'll end this week at a tie. That's fine. That's fine. Okay, lap, lap game of the week. What are our choices? Because God knows we are not choosing Duck Stars tomorrow. 
Um, well, let's see. Let's let's start with. It has to be past what Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Ah, damn! I was gonna say there's a good game on Thursday that I was gonna say was my choice. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Wings. Uh, Wings versus Leafs on Saturday. I'm gonna say Kraken Senators on Saturday. Kraken Senators. Actually, you know, I'll I'll change I'll change mine. Um, we have Golden Knights Kings that night. Oh, okay. I'll go Wild Sabers four o'clock on Saturday. Ooh, all Saturday games. Is Lou turning into a Sabres fan? I don't know, am I? I think last time we did this, you chose a Sabres. You you chose Sabres uh, Coyotes. Oh, I was going to pick Rangers Devils, but I won't be able to watch it. It's on NHL Network. We already did Rangers Devils. Get wrecked. We, we did, yeah. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. See. <laughs> Okay, I'll go with. I'll just I'll go with Leafs Flyers. On Sunday, on Sunday. So if you guys okay. don't know how our lap game of the week works, uh, Chris will put a poll up on Twitter, and you guys vote for which game you want to see us cover for the weekend. Uh, polls usually up about twenty four hours. Uh, I try to, it's usually 48. Okay. And we periodically will retweet, uh, just to get as many votes as possible. And again, just a game we cover and tweet about and potentially talk if it is entertaining enough. Yeah. Just something, something different from, uh, you know, the usual ducks loss (laughs) (laughs) gives me a different hockey game to watch. That might be fun. As long as it's not like the Winter Classic where we thought everything was going to be fun and lots of scoring. <laughs> I know. We got a nice old 2-1 game. Yep. So beautiful. Well, getting into our second half of the episode here, we are going to start with our Hockey 365 topic of the week. And he asks us this week, what is the worst part of your day-to-day hockey fandom? Is there anything about hockey, the NHL, or following as closely as you do that you do not enjoy? We'll give you guys the floor first because I have some grievances and I don't want to take up too um, much time. Yeah, I'll, I'll be quick with mine because mine is just caring too much for a sucky team. It's hard. <laughs> um, but yeah, kind of what... Uh, I'll kind of piggyback off of uh, Sean here with his uh, NHL network. Oh, no, he was talking about something else. Never mind. But, yeah, how about NHL network? <laughs> I can't watch any games. That's dumb. The whole thing with um, uh, wanting to grow the game and all that stuff and then to black out stuff that's on NHL network is just stupid to me. I mean, I'm I'm sure it's more complicated than what I think it is because I have no idea how that works, but – it just kind of sucks, especially with the World Juniors and stuff. That I, I enjoy watching it, and I can't. So <laughs> that's my biggest thing is kind of, I guess, the blackouts or just having it, making it difficult 
for maybe newer fans to watch different things. That's what I would say. You want to go, Lou, or you want Connor to go? Uh, he could go. Um, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of hard to pinpoint it down to like one specific thing because I feel like I mean, no matter the sport, you know, there's going to be you know little nuances here and there. They're annoying to everybody, and everybody's different, you know. But um, yeah. I don't know. I'd I'd maybe say just off the top of my head, you know, like fans of big market teams that pay no attention to the small market teams and then mm. act like they know exactly what they're talking about when they say what's going on with, with said. Team. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, that's just one of like 10 things I could say, but I don't, I don't want to take up the whole time. That was, that was just kind of the first thing that, that, uh, that popped into my head. It's a pretty good one though. I, I definitely feel like that's, something we can all agree on because yeah there are times where like <clears throat> you know like maybe even before like the zegris days where it's like we'd have players that were doing really good stuff or stuff that was you know worth mentioning and people were hopping in trying to act like they knew what they're talking about with this team yeah <laughs> yeah just kind of annoying I mean, it's annoying now because it's also a, oh, this guy's doing good, so it automatically means he's being traded to my favorite team. Mm -hmm. What about you, Lou? Um, just opening up Twitter and just seeing hockey Twitter's bad takes. Kind of annoying. <laughs> I wish they would it... get better takes. Get better takes. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. I mean, I guess I we know. can lump in loud arena music too for Lou, just <laughs> yeah. so he doesn't lose his hearing. You're killing Lou. Yeah, man, it was it was bad last night, <laughs> and they were playing terrible music too. Well, we'll get into that because that's one of our questions we have uh, to answer Let's after go. this. Mine is very niche and very nitpicky, but working in the industry that I do. It absolutely drives me up a fucking wall when people will not listen to our opinions on things when it comes to equipment. Oh. Um, again, very kind of niche to my life and what I do, but like it's very like it's it's almost upsetting to the point when people kind of just assume that hockey is one of those sports like soccer or baseball where you can literally just show up to any fucking store that sells the equipment, pick it up off the shelf, and as long as it somewhat fits, you can wear it and just be fine to start playing your sport. Yeah. Hockey equipment literally has to fit a certain way or you physically cannot play the sport. Yeah. Like, there's no, there is no, like, oh, I can wear this bigger, I can wear that smaller. Like, if you want to effectively not get hurt and play hockey, you have to wear certain things, you have to wear certain sizes. It doesn't make sense. It, yeah. it has become a lost cause to try and explain this to people because at the end of the day, people just don't get it. Um, but it just drives, like, it drives me nuts. We have people that come in and are like, I want to buy skates that are two sizes too big. So I have 
my kid has room to grow into it or I have some extra <laughs> space to skate in. And with yeah. kids, I get it because at mm-hmm. the end of the day, it's very shitty that hockey has become as expensive as it is. Um, yeah. Equipment is not cheap. It is not um, the most accessible thing. So I totally understand saving some money down the line to get more longevity out of the sport. Yeah. But when you tell me that your kid wears a size six shoe and I try and do my job and get him the right skate, and then you wonder why I'm not giving you a size six skate, um, at that point, I just feel like you need to maybe take the three seconds that it takes to search it up on Google and understand mm-hmm. why that is there is a difference. Um, and I, you know, I, I kind of was thinking about this when he sent us these topics last week because we kind of talked about maybe doing this one last week. Yeah. And I, I'm trying to look at it from the perspective and I'm trying not to come off as like trying to sound like I know better than people, mm-hmm. but I, I get paid to do this. So like, mm-hmm. I'd like to think that I know more than the average person. Yeah. And I kind of feel that is a curse sometimes because I would love to be oblivious to the fact that sometimes spending a shit ton of money does not equate that you're getting the best thing. Yeah. And that most of the time translates into people going, well, if I buy this expensive one now, he'll grow into it in a year or two. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, but he's also going to have blisters all over his feet and might break an ankle if you're skating in too big of a skate. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I also kind of feel like that just comes with ha- like being so in tune with having to know that stuff. So it's just kind of the nature of, yeah, I might know a little bit more than the average person that walks in, but mm-hmm. I don't know. There are some days where I, I leave work and I'm just like, <laughs> my mind is just fried because I'm like, how can you be so stupid? <laughs> it doesn't work this way. Yeah. So oh. hockey parents. Take Jake's advice. Be less stupid in 2023. <laughs> Help the man out. Just grow up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I'm fucking, I'm sitting here, I'm sweating. I was yeah, getting angies. You got... <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're lighter now. It's all good. <laughs> hey, I got it off my chest. This is what happens yeah. when just stews for a week, staring at the same question. <laughs> Uh, well like connor said we're going to try and salvage what little hope we have left uh for this hockey season by having a little fun at the end of the episode and taking a lot of listener questions because we we got a ton um thank you guys for sending us all the ones that you did um it's definitely appreciated and i hope to bring a little light to a season that is uh been been pretty shitty not gonna lie yeah it's not cash money it is not cash money well we'll start with ryan because his is simple this week he just asks what's the best churro spot but he says it as best period churro best or period spot um i think i think disneyland but i'll actually yeah. say uh, um there's a new uh, place in San Clemente that replaced Sun Dried Tomato. I think it's called. It starts with a P. I forget. It might just be called Place. I don't know. 
Um, <laughs> Plate. They have they have a dessert. I went there with my mom. They have a dessert. Uh, it's churros and vanilla ice cream. Okay. Oh, fresh and they're fresh. Yeah, those were nice. Honorable, honorable mention of those. <laughs> place. So my space. my answer is the place in San Clemente whose name I can't remember. So go there. <laughs> that churro place. That churro place. I'd say I'd say Disneyland for me, just because I haven't been to a lot of churro places. But there is like a there's a place in Glendale here. It's called uh, Churroholic, I think. And then there's another one called The Loop. There's a, I think that's out in California, too. I think. I had I had something like that in California. I forgot the name exactly, but those are pretty good. But I don't think it really compares to a Disneyland churro. The, the birthday cake churro. I remember one of the times, one of the many times Heather and I went. We had, like, it was like birthday cake frosting in a little cup that you could dip it in. And... Ooh. If we had to go specific, I'd definitely say that one, or there was a red velvet one we got one time. Walked around the park. That was pretty oh, good. Oh, damn. And I'm not yeah, a fan of red velvet, so it oh, takes, you're not. Takes, a, takes a lot for me to, to say that it's it was, it was pretty enjoyable. Yeah. What about um, you, Lou? Yeah, Louis. Uh, not a fan of churros. They're too sherry. <gasps> Shouldn't be surprised, sh- but I'm still Yeah, I was going to say, are, like, are we shocked? <laughs> It's just cinnamon and dough. <laughs> and a bunch of sugar. Uh, how about Del Tacos? Del Taco actually has some pretty good churros. No, I'm not going to well, get well, a churro well, from Del Taco. I'm sorry. It's good, man. The whole point of local ones used to be pretty good. Ooh. I never had one from there. That was back when they still had frost, mm. Frosty Freeze or Tasty Freeze, whatever it oh, was. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tasty Freeze, I think, yeah. We used to go and get BRCs and, and churros, sometimes ice cream. It's like, no wonder I'm lactose intolerant now. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one was uh, for just Lou and I, because we know that uh, Connor and Chris aren't exactly uh, wrestling guys on the pod. Nope. Um, Originally, this was a question about New Japan, but I've never watched New Japan, and Lewis doesn't watch. Uh, so Jake Rudolph asked us an easy one, and I actually like this one. Um, rate the SmackDown 6 in order, and he said we can't omit Chris Benoit for obvious reasons. So for those of you that don't know, and to jog your memory, Lou, if you don't remember, the SmackDown 6 were Eddie Guerrero, Kurt Angle, Edge, Benoit, Rey Mysterio, and Chavo Guerrero. Hmm. And we we are admitting the man who won't be named? Yes, we, we omit... I mean, I said his name twice already, but <laughs> we do admit him. No, Chris Benoit. <laughs> and we're raking him in order? Yes. I mean, I think Chavo for sure is number five because. Is The Rock? Was The Rock in SmackDown? He was. Or were they but... making movies by then? I think he was making movies by then, and I also did list the players that were, or the wrestlers that were a part of that. Do you want me to list them again? No, I'm just thinking of... <laughs> oh, no, no. Okay, 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 okay. Um, Eddie won, obviously. 
Kurt Angle two, um, Brock Lesnar three, Edge four, Ray five, and Chavo six. I like your addition of of Lesnar. I, for a second there, I was like, wait, he wasn't there, but we're we're omitting the other one. Um, let's see, personally, I would say I would agree with Eddie and Kurt Angle one two. I actually no, mine's mine's similar because I'd say Edge, then Ray, and then Chavo. Even though I my cousin growing up was a big Ray Mysterio fan and had like seven of his masks <laughs> they bought from the NA uh, the almost at the NHL shop from the <laughs> WWE shop. And he used to run around like we'd, you know, like cousins do, we'd wrestle home the things expressly told you not to try this stuff at home um but he used to like put the masks on and jump off his bed and i remember one time he smacked his head and it's because he couldn't Jesus. see but you uh, know i had a sting mask back in the day that was cool i liked him when i was younger he's still wrestling is yeah. he really yeah he's like jumping off like freaking high places and shit <laughs> what how old is like, he uh i think 62 oh Jesus. He's he's in his old man Ric Flair era of mm. let me just go and hurt myself for for entertainment purposes. I mean, there's good money in it, clearly. Yeah. I mean, they can't cut themselves anymore, so best, you know, best alternatives just go jump through a table. <laughs> Speaking of Jake Rudolph though, I I uh I want to know if you guys feel like he also looks like Jake DeBrusque. Sting? <laughs> no, Jake Rudolph from Crash the Pond. I think he looks like Jake DeBrusque. What? You don't see it? Just look him up really quick. <sighs> that shouldn't have made me laugh as much as it did, but Lou, uh, <laughs> Lou saying Sting? I could, I could, I could kind of sort of yeah. see it. Like, like when he's the, got the when, short hair. Yeah, like kind of sort I kind of sort of see what you're talking about. Yeah, like when they when he scored yesterday and the Bruins posted like a gif of him, like as I was scrolling through Twitter, I had to stop because I thought it was Jake Rudolph. I kind of have the same forehead <laughs> and like hairline, I think. I don't yeah, know. It's, it's I don't know. It kind of creeped me out. It, so I just, I had to tweet at him and say that he scored and now he wants to be paid. So pay the man. But they're not going <laughs> to pay him because they're not even paying pasta. Huh? Cheapos. Just like Lou going, huh? Yeah. You're keeping me entertained this episode, Lou. <clears throat> hey. Um also <laughs> Savannah's cool. like Savannah asked if Lou eats food more at eleven. Besides chicken at nine AM, of course. <laughs> it's We've chicken at nine AM. It's, it's chicken at nine AM and then that's it for the rest of the day. That's it. That's it. I did have kings today. But we're not even going there. We're just gonna leave it no. at that. It nope. happened. Nope. Canes happened. Um, okay. <laughs> we'll keep him with these uh, off off topic ones, I guess. Uh, Nevada Perkins wants us to see us uh, sad even more, but will Otani resign with the Angels? I think he does eventually. I think it's a long, drawn out process with the 
with the sale of the team and the new owner coming in, um, it definitely will not happen before new ownership um, is involved. Um, but I do think the new owner would, you know, if a new owner comes in and purchases the Angels, I think they're wanting to invest in Shohei Otani because they know that that'll that signing Shohei Otani then makes the team even more valuable. So I think eventually that will happen. Um, you know, am, am I a hundred percent positive about that? No, I do think there always is a chance that shit doesn't work out. And, you know, at some point you do have to end up trading him. If, if you just know he's not going to resign because that haul that you would get back for him would just be generational. Um, but yeah, if I, if I had to put my chips on it, I, I do think eventually Shohei, Shohei resigns. I'm glad you can look at it positively because <laughs> I, I don't trust the angels, but. I mean, I don't either, but I'm, all, I'm, <laughs> I'm also just trying to look at it like, you know. Are there names out there for ownership yet? Like new Yeah, ownership? Uh, the guy that owns the LA Times, uh, Patrick, I, f- I forget his last name. Um, uh, Joe Lacobe has been mentioned. Please um, buy him, Joe Lacob. Please buy him. Is that how you say it? I've been saying Lacob. Joe Lacob. <laughs> I've been saying it, Lacob. Okay, Joe Lacob. Yeah, Joe Lacob is another one, uh, owner of Lacobers. Um, and then a group that is part of the Dodgers ownership is potentially interested as well. That would go in it with mm. like a, a a merger, I think. So I'm not really sure what that is. I didn't really name any names there, but yeah, those are those are kind of the three that we're hearing right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, would be cool to see just all that, you know, hopefully play out soon and. Cause there's, are they still planning the stuff at Angels, like around Angel Stadium, like they're like the Ducks are with OC vibe? Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, yeah that's be... still in place. Mm-hmm. Okay, that that'll be so cool. Once they're both done, that's just gonna be an awesome area to go check out mm-hmm. some, some sports. Hundred percent. There was just some Maybe nicks and everything closet. because Artie Moreno was being Artie Moreno being shady, but yeah, know. yeah, it's it's still happening. I mean, that was more at the stadium sale than it was. Yeah. Like, any of the OC vibe stuff. So yeah, that's, that's all still happening. Well, and, and cause the Samuelis are in on that as well. So um, yeah. Shout out to Henry and Susan. Mm-hmm. Showing Shout how owners him. should be. The fun oh, fact, so uh, fun Fuck fact of the four fun fact that I can credit Felix for pulling out um, out of the four main sports in North America. Henry Samueli is the 16th wealthiest owner amongst all owners in the four major sports. So damn, it's kind of, that's kind of a fun fact. Yeah. A man loves his color orange too. Oh, he sure does. I always see him wearing the third Jersey. It is beautiful. They seem like very nice people. We, we love the Samuelis here. But we're also not being paid to say that either. We're not, we're not. It's from, it's from the heart. It is from the heart, <laughs> truly. So these next couple we'll do. Uh, we'll knock out the uh, duck centric ones, and then we'll finish up with uh, with two fun ones from uh, Shant and from Steven. Oh, Our God. first one is uh, from Natalia from we. T- uh, <clears throat> what the I chell? Mean, what the chell? I almost said we talk hockey, but I'm mixing she talks hockey and. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Yeah, from what the chow. Now I got that right. Uh, since we're in agreement that Honda Center needing a new play is needing a new playlist, what songs are each of us adding? Um, 
You always get me with these music questions. I'm just always lost. I feel like if we're uh, if we're adding just loud music to the arena, you really can't go wrong with Rammstein. I would I would enjoy more metal music just in general, but it would be funny just to randomly have Rammstein playing just because all their music's in German. So <laughs> uh, I'm adding I'm adding "Man in the Box" by Alice in Chains when the other team takes a penalty. Oh I, yeah, right That'd before be cool. we're about to go on the power play. Yep, yep, agreed. And just play the line where he just says, I'm the man in the box. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good. I'm going there. Or just any Iron Maiden song, because more Iron Maiden is always good and healthy for the world. So more. Yeah. um, And more what? Oh, more Credence Clearwater Revival. They play it sometimes, but a little more CCR. All right. Yeah. Uh, More, more, please. I just I like alternative stuff, but I'm not at Honda Center all the time, so I have no idea what they play on a nightly basis. Yeah. I'll hear some of it. <laughs> I'll hear some of it through the TV and everything, like during stoppages and stuff, but I barely I barely hear it. It's hard to tell what they're playing when half the audio is TikTok audio and shit mixed in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I did hear that one. That one was weird. The we talked about it last week, I yeah. think. What was it again? The um, it was Mariah Soldier Carey Boy. and Soldier Boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that one threw me a little bit. I was, I wanted to make sure I was hearing that right. I'm glad I was. Our next one comes from Dalton. He asked, "Do you think the Ducks get a shutout this season?" No. Uh, we will... get we get one, and it's, one okay, and it's. It's going to be one of those silly games. It's you know what? They shut out the Bruins game. on Sunday. You heard it here <laughs> it's first. Gonna, it's it's going to be, be wrong. St- it's going to be <laughs> Stolars like in like f- four weeks. I don't. I just. <laughs> my prediction. Yeah, I think they'll get. I'll think, it'll be one. Yeah, two. I say one, two. All right. I say zero. But if they do get one, I am opening up some champagne. <laughs> opening some of the bubbly. Yeah. Getting that bubbly. It, uh, Got soapy I'm, last week, and we're getting bubbly next week. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make the prediction that it happened Sunday, just so when I'm wrong, I could just say I was wildly guessing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jack asks us, if the Ducks get Bedard, what do our centers look like next year, given that him, Gaucher make the ro- him and Gaucher both make the roster next season? Do we see Bedard play on McTavish's wing? What happens with Strom and Lundestrom? I think taking all that into account and assuming that Gaucher just makes the roster next year, I think I would predict Gaucher maybe starts out on the wing just because he's not like he, he's not like McTavish where they wanted to like ease him in. Like Gaucher actually will play wing and he is playing wing um, uh, for Canada right now. Um, so, you know, he can he can kind of flip flop between center and wing i think i think long term he's a guy that can play you know three or four c for us and be really good um yeah so i think i think Gaucher maybe starts on you know fourth line right wing next year um which is fine um and then putting bedard into that equation with zegers and mctavish it's it's fun to think about um mm-hmm. really quickly i do just want to say just to just to bring everybody back down to earth you know yet <laughs> Yes, it's fun to talk about Bedard. No, we're not going to stop talking about Bedard. 
um, you know, it's fun to speculate, stuff like that. Yes, we're bad. Yes, we're probably going to have a high pick. At the end of the day, it is a fucking lottery. So just remember, as the draft gets nearer, the best piece of advice and a good rule of thumb that I can give to everybody going into a draft where you're going into a draft lottery where lottery where you have high odds, never, ever, ever, ever go into a lottery expecting to get the expecting to get the result that you want. Don't set yourself up for that disappointment. Just go in, go into it expecting that we're not going to get the first overall pick and then hopefully be pleasantly surprised. Don't go in, yeah. especially if we have the first overall odds. Don't go in acting like it's a shoe in. Now, of course, we can still speculate and talk about it and hypothesize if we do luck out and get the first overall pick. That's fine. Just remembering everybody to not get you know too too ahead of themselves. You know, as we as we as we get kind of closer. Anyway, getting back to that question. Sorry, I I just I wanted to reframe and refocus yeah. that just because i know just because i know you know we've talked about Connor bedard a lot over the past couple of weeks and but you know it's good to always just kind of refocus go, and refocus. yeah yeah go it, into it, it like it is a lot the lottery sucks but hey it's the hand we're dealt with so yeah. whatever um if we do get bedard and we are lucky enough to get that generational talent you know i i think there's merit to just running zegris mctavish and bedard down the middle and just having an absolute terror down the middle and like three lines with incredible players on him. I think there's merit to putting him on one of one of Zegers's or McTavish's wing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you have that much talent. I, I, I would be totally fine playing Bedard just a little bit out of position. Um, not even really out of position though, because he does play wing, you know, it's not yeah. like he, he, I, I wouldn't call, yeah, you know, he, he does play center for Regina. Um, but, you know, he's playing wing for Canada right now. Yeah. Um, you know, he can he's he, he, he kind of has that player type where he's not like a McTavish where he is 100% more well-suited in the middle. He's, mm-hmm. he's good enough where he can play on wing. Um, I mean, I mean I'm, you don't even need to say he's good enough. He's good enough to fucking play anywhere. <laughs> That's a yeah. generational level talent we're talking about, so... Um, and if, I don't know if we have yeah. Henrique. I don't know if we have. Yeah, Henrique. well, I mean, Henrique isn't really playing center. Isn't well, really playing center like, like even yeah, even with him on the wing though, with uh, Zegers and Terry, maybe like if we were to get Bedard, maybe that's where Bedard is placed. Like you said, on a wing, maybe he's with Zegers and Terry, and then yeah, with Zegers and center. Terry, yeah, and then or maybe it's just Henrique, Zegers, and Terry, and then. You kind of you know you uh, you reunite McTavish from you reunite McTavish and Bedard from last year's World yeah. Juniors and and, and kind of try to tap into the chemistry that they had um, back in a back in August when they won when they won the gold medal together um, and yeah. then and then you run McTavish with um, you know with Bedard on his right wing and then and then you know whoever that may be on the left wing you know Max Comtois free agent signing I don't know we can't we can't speculate that far in advance just because we know next year the roster is going to look so much more different um, and then you got Strom. Yeah, Strom. I mean, I don't know. Um, I mean, I'm. You guys kind of know my thoughts on Lundestrom. I'm not like I. I don't <laughs> think he's this like stalwart. Like, you know, he doesn't really move me too much. Like, if he's, he's not Patrice Bergeron Jr. I, I think he's somebody. I. I think he's somebody that maybe in the off season we could see traded in a certain package if there's somebody that we want to go after. Like, he's just he's yeah. he's he's expendable to me. Like, I. I don't. And you know, just Strom with that five-year contract, I think I think he's you know um, 
obviously, you know, they're, they're not probably not going to find a trade partner for him, but you know, they're going to probably invest some time in that. So whether, whether that's Strom, you know, playing the sec, you know, playing that third line center um, or, you know, playing the, if they want to bump him to wing, you know, I don't know. There's so many options that, that you now have when you, if you, uh, if we are fortunate enough to be able to add Bedard to this equation, it creates a great problem because now you have a lot of talent to spread around and you have a lot more flexibility and a lot more different things you can do um, and a lot more different things you can try out, which is fun. Um, And then, yeah, you know, like I kind of touched on, you know, who, who, who knows what sort of additional free agent signings, what sort of additional trades we're going to see between now and the start of next year. It's going to, it's going to be kind of like how, much different the roster was last year compared to this year it's going to be kind of the same thing going from this year to next season there's going to be so many free agents left or there's going to be so many free agents that get traded there's going to be so much movement um a lot of free agents that leave you know some guys need qualifying offers that may not get it um you know we're going to have rookies that get called up you know we're going to have the Zellweggers you know maybe a Pavel Minchikov um you know we're going to have Gauthier here you know kind of kind of like we touched on maybe a Jacob pro and a Braden Tracy, you know, there's just going to be so the, the team's going to look a lot different. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, maybe, maybe Gaucher centers the fourth. I would love Gaucher to just immediately center the fourth line. I think that'd yeah. be great. I think that'd be great. I think maybe depending on Lundestrom's situation. But... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, like I could see Lundestrom in a trade package for something, but I mean, you know, who, who, who really knows, but again, I wouldn't, I would love Gaucher to start. Um, in the middle on the fourth line. I think that'd be great. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's not like McTavish where I'm going to be banging the drum, um, you know, for him to be playing in the middle right away. If it's, if, yeah. like if there just isn't enough space, like as long as he's getting NHL reps, like I think, I think he's fine. Um, yeah. So long story short, that's kind of my. my yeah. Take so maybe, he's, I don't know. yeah. Zegris, McTavish, Strom, Gaucher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how how I'd answer. I'd love to see that. (laughs) The Regenda McTavish Bedard line gonna go hard. It's gonna be stupid. (laughs) Gaucher with Grant and Carrick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, who's wait? You know, Connor Bedard's playing with Brett Leeson. Come on, guys, let's get this right. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, and that's the other thing that's gonna be hard to predict about next year. I mean, I mean, you know, for what it's worth, making an educated guess, Dallas Aikens is not gonna be behind the bench, so you can't really factor in like the stupid lineup decisions that we all joke about all the time. So yeah, you, you truly don't really know. Um, But yeah, if in a perfect world, you know, just kind of going off of what we have now and just adding Bedard to that, um, Mm -hmm. that's probably what I would do. Corby Holzer is coming back and playing right wing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. (laughs) So our next one comes from the Mallard reaction on Twitter. And he asks, uh, what are your favorite hockey game concessions? What about your favorite post-game spots? These do not have to be exclusive to Anaheim or the Honda Center. I'm a big chicken fingers guy. I will go to any game, any arena, and I'm getting the chicken tenders, like whatever they're called. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm getting. Especially the like, I love the ones at Honda Center because they – I know the the barbecue sauce they used. I don't know if they still do, but it was um, Sweet Baby Ray's. Still is. And it is? Oh, my yep. God. It's perfect. It's perfect. 
And um, now instead of putting it in a tray, they put it in a box yeah. with the waffle fries. Yeah. So it is more accessible and easier to oh. eat than having a fucking drink holder <laughs> tray just spilled yeah. with chicken fingers all over. <laughs> yeah, I'd say I'd say mine is probably uh, chicken tenders. That's my go-to. I'm kind of I'm kind of simple. I mean, there's really nothing. You can't really beat a nice cold beer at a hockey game. Um, I'd say that I do. I do love how Staples Center or Crypto Dot Staple, whatever the fuck. Um, <laughs> I do like how the Kings Arena has a Wetzel's pretzels in there, so I can get myself a beer and a pretzel, which is an elite. It's really cool. So whenever, whenever, whenever I venture up to LA and go to a Kings game, I that's something I always make sure to do. But and yeah. they allegedly have escalators. It's <laughs> so I've been told. Yeah. I, yeah, the streets are saying I've never been, so I can't confirm. <laughs> I can't go wrong with a good pretzel. Um, yeah. I personally don't go out of my way to get them at Honda Center just because they tend to be a little dry. Yeah. But oh, yeah, pre- they're very dry. The pretzel is a pretzel at the end of the day. But I kind of killed Chris. Some some chicken tendies are mm-hmm. pretty elite at a game. With like a like a Dr. Pepper or something. When I when I go to a game, I usually get the souvenir cup because I don't go a lot. So I'll get a Dr. Pepper and a souvenir cup. With my chicken tendies. Pour one out for RC Cola. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Get some, hopefully, some cherry Coke now. Is that an option? (laughs) I think it is just regular Coke at the moment. I honestly have not been to any of the concession stands since that Mm. changed. So, could not tell you. I know the Coyotes Arena before the ASU one, Gila River, had Wetzel's as well. That was pretty good. So, but what was as, the other question? The, as for post game spots, post-game. I mean, the easiest one from Honda Center is Lazy Dog. Lazy Dog. Yeah. Um, I mean, games. Fuck, we went there after Iron Maiden just to decompress and like process the evening. Like, it's, well, it's and a, nobody had had any water for like five hours either. So <laughs> that too, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, that place is incredible. I mean, we've we've. Heather and I have been going there ever since we started dating, and it's kind of funny because they're like, "You guys still come here?" I always so great. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm especially being from and living in SoCal. I've always been a fan of the, you know, the little post game in and out run. Can't really mm-hmm. can't do that, so I probably get my vote yeah. just just for like something basic that like most people. Yeah, think. yeah. Like not everyone knows about Lazy Dog. And everybody like, yeah. Everyone, so. <laughs> Yeah, I'd say In and Out as well is a good one. But yeah, Lazy Dog, I, I that's what I do like when I go out to games out there with you guys. I just feel like that's like our spot that we mm-hmm. kind of meet. Like I won't even see you yet. Like we'll just get into town, and the first time I see you is at a table at Lazy Dog. Lazy Dog. <laughs> <laughs> and the second time is when Lou is exiting the closet. <laughs> <laughs> not like not like in that way. That's not what we mean. Lou physically was in a closet. Yeah, like he he was, <laughs> he was physically he found himself in the broom closet. Okay, <laughs> uh, our next one uh, is from Steven. I would say in and out though. Oh yeah, <laughs> shit. Sorry, I didn't mean to skip you, Lou. I'd say in and out or yard house. Yard house is a good good choice. Yeah, love a good yard house. Do they have closets too? Um, I'm sure they do. 
maybe I'll check it out next time. We'll have to we'll have to commemorate next time we go to Lazy Dog. Just I'll take a picture outside of the closet. Yeah, just post up. <laughs> <laughs> so our next one comes from Steven. He asks, You're stranded on a desert island for one year. To help you get through it, you get to bring one book, one movie, and one album. What are your choices? Album, I'm, I mean, I'm definitely picking something from Iron Maiden just because they're my favorite band. Um, I'd probably go with Somewhere in Time or uh, Seventh Son of a Seventh Son. Movie? Oh, boy. I don't know. I feel like I'd want to, I'd want to, like, laugh about the situation. Yeah. I've, School of Rock has always been, like, my favorite, like, funny movie. Yeah, so I'd go, I'd, go, I'd, go, I'd go School of Rock. Um. Or maybe super bad. Or Talladega Nights. One of those three. Um, <laughs> yeah. Book? Oh boy. Uh honestly, I'd I'd bring the one I'm reading right now, which is Atomic Habits. If everybody, <laughs> if anybody has has known what that what that book is. I started my uh I started my 75 hard thing on the uh mm. on nice. the second, which on the second, which was yesterday, which was Monday this week. So and part of it is you have to read 10 pages of a um of like a self-help mental wellness book like every every day of the week. And I've been I've been really I I started with that one. Um and I've been I've been really enjoying it so far. So yeah. That's that good. Be, yeah. That would be my book. Yeah, my book would probably be some kind of thriller. I like the I like thriller stuff. I'm uh I'm reading uh the woman in cabin ten right now, and she's like on mm. a work trip on a cruise ship, and it's actually pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, I like the thriller stuff and I, I'll, I'll say like that I'll take two thriller books with me because I, you know, albums, I can't even think of one right now. I'm not even going to joke around. That's just, <laughs> that's the fact, the facts here, but, um, movie, I would say anything like you need a comedy, like Connor was saying, I'd say anything like from, uh, I really like Paul Rudd movies and, um, like Jason Bateman stuff like horrible bosses or um this is 40 have you seen this is 40 with paul rudd that's a that's a funny one but it's a judd apatow movie so it's like two hours long <laughs> all of his movies are super long but but yeah anything paul rudd jason bateman i'm waiting for them to be in a movie together and if uh that has happened let me know because i don't think it has <laughs> So it's like, let me know if I have missed on this thing that may have happened already. <laughs> do you want to go, Lou, or do you um, have some? You want some time to think? Movie, movie, probably Ricky Bobby or Dodgeball. Uh, album. Dodgeball is a good one. I'd probably just say the greatest hits by CCR. And a book. Right now, I'm reading Five Families about the formation of the alleged American mafia. Oh. I, I say alleged. <laughs> we don't know if they're really real. <laughs> don't say that. Okay. Um, album, I would say Shogun from Trivium, because I can listen to that album pretty much any time. Good call. Um, book. I really enjoyed Johnny Got His Gun. 
Um, it's the book that the music video for one was based off of. That book mm-hmm. is pretty depressing, but it's a good book. Um, and movie, I would say Anchorman. Anchorman. Anchorman's one. one of those movies that I could sit and just quote the entire thing because it's that's a good one. Fucking yeah. hilarious. That is a good one. <laughs> I just I love the whole like I love the fight scene. It's so ridiculous, but it's just it's, it's so Rick, great. Rick killed a guy. <laughs> yeah, with a trident. Well, hey, you did pick one with I mean Paul Rudd is in that, so I could take that one too, I guess. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll we'll share this answer. Yeah, I, know, I, I just, I just like the the Sex Panther, no, or nope, yeah, that's the right one. Yeah, the Sex Panther cologne is, it smells like pure gasoline. <laughs> Works sixty percent of the time, all the time. That's great, Lou. What do you got going on? I said I have a little bit of a hot take. What's that? Will, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell's kind of overrated. No, no. Like he has his. When his movies are good, they're good. But like, when like some of the movies, man, it's just like he's he overreact. Overacts. He's, he's had a few a few stinkers, but his good movies outweigh the the okay ones. I agree. I agree. Jackie Jackie Moon. I don't like that movie at all. That's a what? Full, that's you don't semi- like Semi Pro? Semi Pro's hilarious. No, that's I, so I, great, dude. I didn't really like it. Oh my god! I like I've only tried... seen it. I've only seen it like maybe three times, so I just maybe need to watch it more. But I, I love how much he tries to like put on a show for their halftime, and like he brings <laughs> the he brings the bear, <laughs> and it gets loose. Yeah, that was a good. Part. Uh... It's like the Titanic, but full of bears. <laughs> but his top three is Ricky Bobby, old school, old school's old school's good. Yeah, and, I'm trying uh... to think of one that's like really what what what's one that you just really hate. That you can't, that you just can't stand. Elf. You don't like Elf? I no. I can kind of see that. I'm not the biggest Elf it. enjoyer, yeah. but I mean, I, I like in, it. But Elf I get it. Semi Pro. But I I I I admit, I need to watch Semi Pro more. To really, I think it's on. Uh, I think it's on Netflix. Or who? Lou just throwing throwing us off. <laughs> Says a hot take. Can we just. We, we we should just brace every time he says that because <laughs> I feel like we're surprised when he when he says shit like this. Just install an oh shit bar like <laughs> right next to your desk and hold on. Uh, well, we have two more two more quick two more? ones. Uh, Heather asked us uh, who's the best wife or girlfriend of a professional athlete. She said a wag. And she mentioned some lady I had never heard of um, that I guess she is dating or married to a football player. She said, Allison, is it Koosh? Cooch? I have no idea who, <laughs> she, who this person is, but she is from the TikToks. So that's why mm-hmm. Heather asked. Um, I don't really know anybody. Uh, Giselle. <laughs> Giselle. <laughs> Uh, um, I'm definitely saying. Finalized? <laughs> I don't know. I'm definitely saying JT Brown's wife. Okay, yeah, she's the Actually, best. Yeah, Lexi. Yeah, she's a good Twitter follow. And Instagram, she's just a yeah, she's a good follow. Let's see, Heather is typing all caps. She says, "You do not, you don't know who she is." 
Yeah, I'll go. I'll go Lexi Brown though. She's married to Isaac Rochelle. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know who that is. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah they're fine. Stop yelling at Jake. Yeah, sue me. I, I don't follow the Raiders, so I would not know this information. Wait, wait, wait. Apparently, Rocky Isaac brought up the Raiders. Isaac Rochelle plays on the Raiders. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm being yelled at. <laughs> All right, well, I'll let... What's the last one? I'll let her <laughs> angrily type at me on my phone. But uh, our last one comes from Shan. He asks us, what's a go-to Disneyland ride? No matter how long the line is, uh, I really like uh, the Matterhorn. Yeah, that's my vote too, Matterhorn. Mm-hmm. And if you uh, have like, if you go to the chiropractor, stop. Just go to Disneyland and get on the the Matterhorn. Hundred <laughs> percent, dude. Last time I went, I the next day I woke up and I was so sore, my back and my neck. It was ridiculous, <laughs> but I love it. It's a great ride. I have to hit. I have to go on it at least twice when I'm there. I agreed with what Sean was saying earlier. You cannot pass up Haunted Mansion. Yeah. Yeah. Haunted Mansion is my favorite ride at the park, and no trip is complete without riding it. Yeah, that's always a must because that's Jenny's favorite as well. So, 100% Toy Story because you could drink in line. (laughs) (laughs) So, get yourself some beers and just wait in that. I've been wanting. I've been wanting to get over to um, California Adventure. I mean, I've been a couple times, but every time I go, the um, what's the what's that bear ride thingy? Grizzly, Grizzly Rapids. Yeah, Grizzly Rapids. Every time I go, it's closed. It's like under maintenance or something. So I have yet to. I haven't been able to ride it, and I've been wanting to for like four years now. <laughs> <laughs> I will say. Ride. Honorable really? mention to the Incredicoaster mm. and Guardians oh, of the Galaxy. Yeah. I coaster. don't care what anybody says about whether Tower of Terror was better. Guardians of the Galaxy is so much fucking fun. But it's also that's because of, yeah. that's my favorite Marvel movie. So I just oh yeah, naturally just have a good time on it. Yeah. And we got to ride it with Troy Terry on Duck's Day. So, you know. Yeah, there you go. You got great memories. My, my picture of him staring off into space lives on forever. <laughs> I'll say yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean, too. Oh yeah, that's one of my. Are we just naming yeah. every ride in the park. I know. We're just, we're just gonna name. Oh Christ! Um, but yeah, aren't they? Didn't they open up like a Marvel thing in uh, California Adventure now? Like the Spider-Man Avengers stuff? Campus. Yeah, it's kind of lame. Get to that. The the Spider Man ride. Not gonna lie, it was a little bit. The Abundance Land was sick, dude. Oh yeah. Well, that sucks. I still need Bugs li- a Bug's Life is a underrated Pixar movie. I like it. Did you have an answer, Connor? Sorry, we kind of <laughs> just started riffing and naming rides. <laughs> no, I said I said matter one. Oh yeah, he agreed with me. Yeah. Mm. You need a fucking chiropractor after going on the Matterhorn, dude. Guys like in your back blown out. That's no, that's <laughs> short, that that ride always screws up my back. But I got a bad <laughs> back to begin with, so yeah, it, it yeah. Just waking up in the morning hurt it, my back. It ra- <laughs> it, it ragdolls you. Yeah. Yep. Well, that I think that is the last question. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, really quick, I want to 
Really quick, I want to uh, give a shout out to a new podcast. Yet again, there's another one. Uh, it's called This Week in Anaheim Ducks History. I don't know if everyone oh, follows the yeah. If everyone follows the Today in Anaheim Ducks History Twitter account, um, the guy who runs it, Bucky, is uh, oh yeah, Bucky. A, Shut up, Bucky. Yeah, a, a, yeah. a ducks a, a real ducks Twitter OG. Yeah, yes. Bucky's there been is. around forever. Bucky's great guy. Ass. Bucky He's was great, one of the yeah. first, like when I first got on hockey Twitter back in like 2013, he was, yeah, he was like one of the first Ducks fans that I can remember following. So shout yep. out, shout out same Bucky. here. An OG. Yeah. So OG. OG. He's OG got his own podcast. For, <laughs> he's got his own podcast for the Ducks history account. It's called This Week in Anaheim Ducks History. And the first episode is out. So uh, go find it on your favorite podcasting platform. Uh, if you go on the, on the, Today in Anaheim Ducks history, Twitter, uh, the link tree is in there, and you can find all of the uh, places you can listen. But yeah, go check him out and uh, show him some love. He's a he's a good follow. He's a good dude. Yep. Holding the, holding the, holding down the Ducks for it for us up there in Vancouver. So yeah, Vancouver boy. Well, that is it from us this week. Um... Kings beat the stars, so plan accordingly for uh, pain and suffering tomorrow. Um, Who started for Dallas, do you know? I do not, but Hopefully does that really funny. matter? Uh, no, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, as always, we thank you guys. Oh, Savannah popped in. She did say Ottinger, so we get oh, okay. Scott Wedgwood tomorrow, most likely, which congrats hey, on your not? shutout, Scott. Did we not do a JD question this week uh no we didn't have one this week okay they were all they were all out of the happiness like us yeah the ducks broke them so we shall return with them next week maybe next week maybe a week after maybe i don't know they will keep in touch so shout out to the jizzards yep (laughs) (sighs) well fuck the jizzards (laughs) but yeah that's all (laughs) uh once again, thanks for listening. Uh, if you made it this far, um, we appreciate you all. So we start a new year here. This is our first full year as a podcast. So we're excited to see where it goes from here and how uh, we grow and our network at Inside the Rink grows. They're, they're growing like every single day. So if you're not following them uh, Inside the Rink on Twitter and Instagram, please do go follow us at Late Arrivals Pod on Twitter and Instagram as well. Um, you can check us out. Uh, if you're li- just listening to this, um, check us out on Twitch. You can go follow us there and maybe subscribe if you're feeling generous. Totally up to you. And we understand Please. if you if you can't. Um, but it, it goes a long way. If uh, you do us... sub, you get uh, access to some nice emotes I just dropped in the yeah. chat. Yeah, we got Sammy the Seal going on. Look how cute he is. Adorable. He's throwing um, tomatoes at Lou. <laughs> yeah. I honestly love those, but um, yeah. So if you want to subscribe, do it. Um, check out our merch uh, on the Inside the Rank website. Um, you can find everything on our on our podcast account on Twitter and Instagram. We got a link that goes right to our link tree, or on Twitter it goes right to our website that links you to Inside the Rank, and you can check out our stuff, our shirts. Well, one shirt and a hoodie, bunch of colors, bunch of sizes. Go check them out. But uh, yeah, make sure you leave us a rating and review on uh, Spotify and Apple. 
of wherever you're listening to the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> wherever else, wherever you can put words. I don't know. <laughs> give, give us some stars, but yeah. Well, Thank you for listening. Like Chris said, we appreciate all the support that you guys give us. And it's nice to see that uh, we've, we've gotten some new followers over on Twitter in the last uh, last couple of weeks. Uh, yep. So if you are a fresh face here, uh, you know, we hope you hope you enjoy listening to us ramble and, you know, try and try and find positives in a sea of bunch of bullshit. So, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, we'll see you next week, next Tuesday. What do you mean by that? <laughs> oh, we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Connor Bedard is cool. Bye. <laughs>